Forever Latina partners with working women and mamas alike to guide them in achieving fulfilling career and life goals through financial empowerment, professional or leadership coaching, and personal wellness. Find the unique coaching you need to succeed. You're listening to Vero, Ceci, and Irene, and we are Level Up Latina. Welcome back to another episode of the Level of Latina podcast. This is episode 160, and this is Summer Series, episode number three. So if you've been following along, we're doing some short and sweet episodes with all of you ladies and gents, if you check in and tune in, that are revolve around Latina relevant issues. So anything that you've sent in, we will be talking about. And if you checked in the last two episodes, we've hit on a couple cool stuff like boundaries, and we've talked about already what our goals for the summer are and how to kind of like make sure you're living your summer, living your best life within your means as well. But this time around for episode 160, we're going to be discussing. It's also, these are all topics that are sent in by listeners and they want us to just to share some tips and advice and some good short, not chicken nuggets, but nuggets and gems that they can take away and enjoy and put to, put to use in their daily lives. So today we're going to talk about how to deal when your kids or your teens are getting bullied, whether it be at school, outside activities, extracurriculars, you know, the bullying has become so much more apparent now. And um, I think we always had mean kids. We always knew kids were assholes, but for some reason they're major assholes now. So how to deal with that? Um, I, but before we talk, go into it and delve into the conversation and the topic, how are you, Cecilia Nene? Como están chulas? Good. Ready to bully somebody. No cierto. <laughs> Bien, bien, ya, here, también, ready to listen, share, and learn, too, from you, from you guys. Yeah, I feel like I have a lot to learn. I think I'll, I'll kick off this conversation just because my kids are a little bit of the younger ones. Um, with Ceci, with your kids, about a year. Nomás se llevan el añito apenas. Pero I, the only one that so far has kind of reached a bullying point has been Gali, and she just started, she started preschool this last year. Um, so she's four. She'll be transitioning to TK by the fall. However, like she mentioned something at school, like she was getting really like in the mornings when I would try to get re get her ready for school. She was like, oh, you know, I would talk to her. I'm like, oh, so what friends are you excited to see today? And she would mention like, oh, you know, start naming them. And then she's like, pero a Cameron no lo quiero ver. Pero por qué no lo quieres ver? And she was just like, no, es que se porta mal. Y luego se porta mal en la escuela, con la maestra. Like, you know, with whom? Like, it's, it's how is he behaving bad? And she's like, he hits me. So I was like, oh. Okay, and where does he hit you? Like gentle hitting or playful hitting? She's like, no, he'll like chase me and he hits me in my back. And I'm like, can you show me how? And she showed me and it was pretty hard. Like, I'm like, does he go that hard or you're just hitting mommy hard? She's like, no, así me pega. So I was like, okay, and have you told him, you know, what ha have you told the teacher? And she's like, yes, I did tell the teacher, you know, um, but he keeps doing it. So I'm like, well, when, when you told the teacher, what did she say? Well, she told him that he was making red choices And he asked, and she asked that, you know, when he acts that way to please let her know and, and step away, tell him that you need your space, that I need my space. So I was like, okay. So that morning when I went to drop her off, I mentioned it. Like, I'm like, okay, Gali, she went into the classroom and then we always sign them in outside. So I asked her, like, I asked the teacher, I'm like, hey, you know, Gali, I mentioned something today for, you know, mentioned that um, Cameron has been hitting her. Like, has she brought it to your attention? And she's like, she did. She did bring it to my attention. I did have a conversation with Cameron. I told him that hitting is not good. It's a red choice. You know, doing what teachers do. And um, I was like, okay, I appreciate that. I just want to make sure, you know, that that um, at least you've mentioned it to him and brought it to his attention and all of that. So I let about a, a couple of days go by and Gali mentioned it again. 
And I'm like, oh, from the last time, it didn't happen again. So at this point, I was like, okay, something's up. So that following week, um, after she mentioned it, I was like, okay, I'm going to talk to the teacher again. And she's like, yes, he's having a hard time. So I felt like she just wasn't comfortable maybe in addressing certain things. So I was like, Gali's like, she mentioned he had hit him. And the teacher was like, I did talk to him. There's nothing really happening in a sense. Like, um, he's not listening in a sense, right? So we got home from school and I told her and Otto happened to be, you know, taking his lunch at that time. And I told him, like, let's talk to daddy. We're going to talk to daddy about this. Oh, lo que está pasando en la escuela, and that this kid keeps hitting you and you tell him to stop and he doesn't stop. And I know your heart was breaking. Tell me that yes. part. Like your heart breaks when your kids are the ones on the receiving end. So you're probably feeling like you wanted to kill this kid. Oh, no. Not, I literally, to not literally friends, but at least <laughs> hit him in the face with something I want to go smack him. Like, ¿qué te pasa? You know? I know. Like, your heart breaks. It, it's just, it, I mean, obviously these are your kids and you're like, damn, that sucks. And my kid's getting hit and bullied by this other little dude, you know? And I'm like, I know Gali's a tough cookie. I know she's a tough cookie, but at the same time, like that sucks. Like being, a, then you're like, start getting afraid. You don't want to go to school. You know, like it, it, it starts elevating from there. So first I was like, maybe this kid's just having problems. I don't know. Like, but the teacher's addressing it. So by that point I was like, all right, the teacher already mentioned like the kid's not listening. And I'm like, I want to tell her, like, I sat down with Otto just so he can help me keep a level head because I'm already like, Mika, turn around and fuck him up. Turn around and hit him back. Just how you hit Joaquin when he takes your toys, just how you hit your little brother. I want you to turn around and smack the shit out of him. Kick him if you need to, punch him if you need to. Defiendete. Like, it's okay to defend yourself. It's not okay to start a fight, but if this kid's bothering you consistently and he's hitting you, like, that's what I want to say. Just fuck him up. Dale en la madre. So I was like, okay, let's be a better mom. That might have to come later. Let me just sit with my husband, who's a little more level-headed than I am and doesn't choose violence on the daily. Uh, let me talk to him. <laughs> so he's like, it was so crazy that Otto goes, defiendase, mija. Defiendase. And I was like, okay. But at least he didn't come off like me, like fuck him up, right? He was like, defiendase, mija. Si usted ya le dijo a la maestra, si usted ya le if you already told the teacher and you already told, you know, the, the kid that you need space and to stop hitting you and they're not listening, it comes to a point where you have to defend yourself. And that's okay because you're not causing any problems. You're just trying to avoid any future problems. And sometimes you have to stand up to the bully. Sometimes you have to just put them in their place. Like, hey, you know what? Enough. Enough is enough, homie. Like, yeah. Yes. Because some people don't get it. Don't, like, give me my space or I'm going to fuck you up. So, like, he's like, the next time he hits you and nothing happens, just hit him back. He'll, he, he's not going to like that either. So, um, eventually, Gali hits him back. The kid stops messing with her on the, on the daily. And... Just like two weeks ago, I talked to the teacher and I was like, hey, you know, I wanted to check in. Has Gali come up to you about Cameron anymore? She's like, you know what? No, he's learning to keep his hands to himself. It's just that he was really going through a hard time. And I'm like, I understand, you know, kids go through a hard time. She's like, no, his mom was deployed and he was just having a hard time dealing with not having his mom around. And I was like, and it kind of puts things into perspective, right? But at the same time, it should also kind of help kids like, hey, if you're going through this, this is not the way to react, you know? And that's teachable moments as adults to kids. Like, yeah, it sucks that your mommy's not here, but we're here. This is this is where we're going to help you kind of go through that. And if you feel like you need to hit, maybe we should try this, you know, instead of letting the kid do it and not putting, not finding a way to put a stop to it, you know? So I felt bad after, like, hey, that situation sucks. But at the same time, it's like, 
No, that's no excuse to allow you to be a little jerk. Because then if you don't stop, I'm going to make you stop. I, I agree. I think that it's a tough situation. And maybe like psychologists, teachers, counselors listening to this are like, dang, level of Latina chose violence today. Like, I am like you, Vero, like I instinctively want to be like, oh, hell no. And I want to like tell everybody I have a big mouth. I want to talk to the principal. I want to talk to the teachers. I want to talk to the aide. I want to talk to the kid. Like I want to get involved. And there was always a level had I want. So I would also bring it back to my husband. And he's also the logical one that's calm and he prevails in his calmness. But he's also the type that's like, oh, they've hit you more than once. Oh, no one's done anything about it. Well, then you have every right to defend yourself and hit them back. Like <laughs> He would come from the same place of like, you're not going to let yourself be hit repeatedly repeatedly like we don't know all the details it's a sad story like immediately you feel sad for that child and of course he's hitting out of something going on in his home I immediately think kids that hit were probably being hit because in my household my mom was hit so my siblings hit like we were hitters so I'm sure that I was the kid growing up that out of getting upset or not wanting to share I'm sure I was the hitter or I was the biter I'm sure of it and I didn't even realize and I imagine in that little mind of mine I, don't, I can't think of a story but if someone had hit me back oh shit like that's probably what I needed to realize like you can't just go around hitting people while it worked in my family home that does not work in the real world so i agree with you Beto. that's hard to not want to give that advice and it's hard to like play it cool and understand people's situations like sometimes with bullies it's like you almost want to go back at them but what i've been trying to do lately with the kids and in my environment with the older children which are much more vocal and they don't hit as much anymore because the younger ones use their body because they can't communicate so they bite and they hit and they slap and they don't have the words and they're crying i get it when they're little but the older kids don't have that they choose words and it's cruel and it's mean and they choose isolation they choose all these social things that are just nasty they are mean to each other on cell phones they are mean to each other on social all those environments it's such a delicate balance because with the kids i try to tell them to like ignore it which is like terrible because they still feel hurt i try to tell them to not be that like think about that example and don't be that kid i try to tell them to be empathetic empathy is such a hard thing someone listening is probably like yeah right they're bullying my kid how can i show empathy to the bully but i often think of these kids that are like mass shooters that are doing this crazy stuff like what was it like that they didn't have a friend that they didn't have a person that no one noticed so every time with these mass shootings it's like a learning moment with our kids and i tell them like i know we don't want to have empathy for that shooter that took these lives but this person killed their grandma like for instance in uvali like to kill your grandma like to have been going through something so emotionally violent and turbulent to want to end her life and then the life of innocent children like someone was not seeing the signs so i ask the kids all the time about like the kids that they call the bullies or the loners or the outsiders like who's being kind to them who's being nice to them like it's a terrible other flip side of defend yourself and be kind to the bully like why like we would never tell a woman to be nice to the man that's beating her but with young people it's so interesting and it's so hard to have empathy but i try to go to all those places with the kids and help that for whatever reason, some angels there and they choose the right reaction. Cause I don't want my kids to be bullied. I don't want them to be the bully, but I want them to always think about like, what must be going on for the bully if they can be that way. And my daughter is particularly going through it right now because middle school is a pain in the ass. Like my son went through it in middle school and now he's coming and doing his own and he thinks that he was never bullied and he has blocked that out of his mind. But he was heavily bullied as a seventh grader because he was shorter than his age. He missed sixth grade for us to travel. So he was awkward for his age because he went from like fifth grade to seventh grade. So all the kids got the awkward sixth grade out of them. And he was just being bullied all the time. They called him rat. They called him all these names because he was short. He showed up in like his outfit that year and it was like a priest, but it was really a king. And like what seventh grader goes dressed 
to school like that. Like he was just missing all the social marks. A friend from the PTA calls that social suicide. Like he was doing things that were awkward and he went through such an awkward phase and he would go to school, like biting down, toughing it up. And I wanted to rescue him. I wanted to send the email. I wanted to have him fight back, but I was just constantly focused on his feelings and how he felt and how it wasn't real and how it wasn't true and how it wasn't real and how it wasn't true. And sure you are short, but that's not a reason to make fun of you. And sure you didn't wear the outfit that everybody else wore. Like we were processing that a lot with him. Anyway, my daughter's right back in that place where it's like, I hate middle school. Like she says, the kids are just mean. And you know, the other day, two little boys walking with a little girl and the little girl's like, Hey, Sophia. And one boy goes, she doesn't look like a Sophia. And she's hearing them talk about it right there. Like she's not sitting there. And then the one goes, she looks like a boy. <laughs> the boy says, she doesn't look like a girl. She looks like a boy in front of my Sophie. Like, and so she's telling me the story to tell me how middle school kids are just the meanest. Pull down your pants. I got a bigger dick than you. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Oh no, God. I really wanted her to be like me. Like I probably would have got up and punched the kid because I grew up in violence. So I just kind of talked about how I made her feel. And then put <laughs> part of the story, and this is me trying to diffuse it with humor. I don't know that that works, but part of the story was the guy that said, she doesn't look like a Sophia. He said, she looks like a Rachel. My daughter looks Latina and she's gorgeous and perfect. And so we laughed about that. I was like, you look like a Rachel. We can stop right there. Forget the boy comment because we know that. You meant Raquel. Exacto. But I was like, forget. I wanted to really diffuse the boy thing was not even worth laughing at, feeling for wrong. And I wasn't going to say the cheesy ass. Oh, he probably likes you. That's why he makes fun of you. I wasn't going to go there. Like that was such a 1980s and 90s coping mechanism for people to just be mean to their kids and deal with it. But I said to her, let's focus on the other things. Like these people don't know you. They are just trying to fit in and be cool or whatever. And it's not about you. Don't take it personal. If someone can be mean and snarky, it's what's going on for them. And I think that's the bigger lesson. Mm -hmm. Like when people are generally assholes, like shit, feel sorry for them. Like if you feel the need to be an asshole, something's going on with you. And so I'm always focused on the kids about like, it ain't about you. Don't take it personal. You know how many kids you probably caught a boy that day? Like it's not about you. It gets the laugh. They're being comedians. They're being assholes i was a little worried about like how did a friend defender did the friend defender i didn't want to get into it i didn't want to ask those details but I, I would hope that you'd be the kind of friend that you don't let people be bullies you know that's another lesson like when you see people being bullied be the I one that, that speaks kind of up friend. were you that kid oh, I, yes i was that kid like i didn't get bullied and it wasn't i did not allow people to bully me uh you would get punched that was it but the moment i saw kids being like they would go after the defenseless ones the ones that wouldn't stand up and, and use their voice and speak up and be like leave me alone I stepped in I always did I tenía esa mala costumbre I and I was just like that's wrong and I'd be like what the fuck but pick on somebody else like why are you picking on such and such and I would I step it. up for girls and boys like because I mean girls are mean but boys are mean at a very different level and I feel that you know sixth grade we're still we're transitioning from being little kids into like going through puberty and developing into like, you know, little young adults or, or young teens. And it's like the sweetness, the innocence is still kind of there and they know who they can pick on and make cry. And, you know, so these kids that are starting to show a mustache are mean to the other kids that are just so yeah, sweet and naive. Yeah, and yeah. It used to bother me so much because I could see that the kids that wanted to defend themselves couldn't because they knew they were going to whoop in when they got home. Yeah, And I was like, Ain't my mom, my mom, okay, my mom can spank me. I don't care, but no one's going to make fun of these kids. And these are kids that were in my neighborhood, kids that we grew up with. Like, I went to school with the same kids from first grade through eighth grade in a very small class. So you do become family because the parents know each other, all of that. And for me, I felt like if it was happening to me, I would want them to step up for me. So I was never about that. I always was the kid that would like, what's up, you know, and 
and they would step away, thankfully. And I think the last time that it happened, I had a teacher that was talking smack and trying to be a bully to a student who was my, my friend. And she was even she wasn't even in school that day. It was in eighth grade. And the teacher's talking all this mad shit about a student that's at present no. who is like an underaged no. kid. Hell no. And I'm like sitting there in disbelief. I was like, what is happening? And she was trying to engage the classroom. Oh, hell to no. Talk about the student. And some people were like getting into it, like, oh, you know. And I go, I stood up and I hit my hands on the desk and I go, what the fuck is wrong with you? You are a grown person. You're the leader of this classroom. You are our teacher. You're supposed to be. I went off on her. Good the point you. is, everyone else is looking at me like, oh, shit. Right. She runs off crying into the teacher thing. I didn't tell her like you done, but nothing. I was just like, who, the, who are you? Like, you're supposed to be the person that we look up to, that we learn from. And I'm like, you think this is right? That person's not even here to defend themselves. You want the classroom to talk smack about her? Like all this stuff. And I just went off on her. And when she ran off crying, everyone was like, look what you did to Miss such and such. And I was like, I don't care about her. She obviously doesn't care about us. She's the yes. adult in the room. No. So she ran off crying and I was like, oh my God, I'm in trouble. So I ran across the hallway to our other teacher's room and I told him, hey, this is what just happened. He goes, go down to the principal's office and stay there. So they found her in the in crying in a corner in the teacher's lounge. And they were trying to blame me. Like we were being mean to the teacher. I was like, no, I wasn't. I was not being mean to the teacher. The teacher was doing this. And I remember, I don't know if I, I had shared this in a podcast before that I became very close to our principal, Sister Rebecca, <laughs> because it would give me so much like, I would get in trouble. I would get in trouble in school because, you know, a veces no me callaba, a veces I was a clown, a veces me portaba mal. But Sister Rebecca's like, well, you're going to learn to behave because during lunch, you're going to sit next to me. You know, you're going to sit next to me and all that stuff. And we came, she became like a friend, you know, and like a mentor. And she was, she would let me use her megaphone. Like, hey, go tell them to stop playing like that. And I would use her megaphone from the bench. Hey, guys. Hey, David. David, stop it. You know, like things like that. But I went to her office and she was like, what happened? And I was like, look, I probably shouldn't have done this, but I did. And she was like, you were in every right. Like, there's oh, no way a teacher should be doing that with um, talking about a student who's not even present to defend themselves or present to be aware of what's happening. You know, she's like, that was wrong on her part. And I'm glad you said something. So I didn't get in trouble. But the first thing I'm sure the teacher would have been like, Veronica did this, you know, rolled me under the bus. But the thing is that I'm like, she probably won't admit to this. I don't know who in the classroom will have my back. But I know that I had to stand up and say something because that wasn't right. And she was like, thanks. But I was, I was always that person that would be like, enough. This is not cool. And it's Absolutely. And I think it's important to be that person. I think it's important to set that example. So for the listener who asked about this, like, I'm sorry that your child is dealing with this. And I know that we've given you little nuggets here and there that may have been helpful, may have not been. But when your child can model this behavior, maybe outside of that situation, like good for them, like advocating for it when they're watching it happen to someone else, when they can go and speak up for themselves, like Beto went right to the principal. Who was her ally? Who was going to be her champion? Who was going to see her? Like have your child find that person that will believe them and trust them. Because sadly, like teachers are adults that are flawed too. And they look the other way and they don't handle it. And they're being considered like Beto said the first story of the parent that was deployed and that teacher was being really sensitive to the young boy Cameron but not to Gali so who would be sensitive to Gali like find the people that will rescue you that you feel your child can turn to maybe it's a coach maybe it's an administrator a counselor shit maybe it's a lunch lady like have your child go to someone to see it to observe them and say watch me for a while 
watch me, watch so-and-so interact with me and tell me, am I seeing something or am I not? Like have that person be caught in the act, I think is a really good tip as well. And then also model it on the other side. Is your child being, you know, the one that stands up to bullying or empathetic to those in a different situation outside of their own? Yeah, 100%. I think in my case, I actually had one of my daughters be the, um, the bully um, at one point, um, she, I remember picking them up from school and the teacher coming up to me and saying, hey, um, you know, just want to let you know that Samantha bit Jackson. And I'm like, what? She bit Jackson? What the hell? This was like this this last year, you know, she, already their second year of preschool. So, you know, when they first start school, but I felt like she was already like old enough. She's already five. And this happened like, what the hell happened? So then I asked her about it. And then when I asked her, she started crying. And I said, I'm like, I want you to, before we leave, I'm like, you probably already did this with your teachers, but I want to see you do it too. You need to apologize to Jackson. Um, you know, that's not cool. No hacemos eso. If you, if for every reason you just felt, you know, he was bothering you or you felt frustrated, uh, use your words. Don't use your body. Don't use your mouth. You know, tell him like please stop or you know what i need some space and yeah i, I felt so, i felt as a niño like he you know she's apologized and he was like crying con su dedito because i don't know if it had, it had just happened or algo así but she had bit him on the finger and then when i asked her about it she's like no sé no sé qué but anyway this this to show that even even at home when like they get into it or or they start fighting i i put them on timeout um Porque, you know, so they could see like, this is not okay. You can't do that at school. You can't do this at home. No, no pegamos. Uh, we, we use your words. También to, you know, tampoco gritamos because, you know, they'll start screaming at each other. And it's like, where do you guys hear that? Like your dad and I don't scream at each other like that. ¿Dónde lo escuchan, you know? So anyway, I just wanted to show that, that that was me that I had to deal with. Okay. Híjole, like que vergüenza, you know, que this happened, but you know, it, we have to ma ma make sure that it stops, you know? I'm glad you brought apologies that up. Apologies matter. Yeah, yeah. Apologies matter. Apologies matter. Like, apologies matter. And like saying something, like making it right. Like we also ignore bullying sometimes. It's not better up, but make it right. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and I think the good thing was that Ceci, like, we're going to hold you accountable to this, not only at school and at home. Like, this is not right. So you're going to apologize in front of your teacher and in front of me because we want we want to make sure that this we're going to hold you to this no matter where you are at home or at school or out in the you know in social life that it's not okay. So that's good that you did it. I think um it's good that you brought it up too because many times we talk about like the kids that are getting bullied but then we're like oh I have a bullier what are we talking one. about <laughs> the toxic people in our life and then we're like maybe I'm the toxic one and it's good to sometimes look in and and recognize that. If you know you have a bully kid a kid that likes to bully then you need to have those conversations with them to like, hey, what's going on? Are you not being treated okay at school? Like, are kids not talking to you? Do you feel like you need to be, you know, like take power like over them to feel better? Like, what is it? And I think um, I bullied one kid or two kids actually in our in our block, but it's because eran bien soncitos, and um, they were just like do -do -do -do. like you would see them and like like ponte las pilas, you know. Like <laughs> sometimes I was just like, what the hell. So I'm, I'm sorry to those two kids, but they were just like such dodos. And I'm like, Ponte las pilas. I'm like, I don't want to have to see you get hurt by someone just because you choose not to be aware of your surroundings. So like sometimes I'll be walking in front of the house and I'm like, what the fuck are you doing from my house? And they'll be like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm like, you shouldn't be sorry. You're walking. <laughs> I would like do it on purpose, of, you know, to like yeah. light some fire in them. But like sometimes they tell me like, we, I, you know, I still keep in touch with them and 
especially like my friend Maddie, she's a big supporter of Level La Platina. Like I used to like bully her brother in that sense, right? I'm like, come on, Ivan, come on. Or sometimes he would get so nervous that his bike would get stuck in my gate. So I'd be like, that's my bike now. You know, I would say things like that. Of course, I wasn't going to keep the bike. And, you know, I was just like, pero ponte las pilas, Ivan. Like, it, you know, it's just those little things. But I didn't, like, go and intentionally hurt people. You know what I mean? Yeah, you were being silly. And I think yeah. you know the difference between, like, real malicious bullying, people get a kick out of being assholes, and, like, people just kind of roughhousing and being silly. And, and I think it's hard. Kids, it's hard for them to take a joke, too. Sometimes it's stuff is, like, yeah, like, sometimes you also have to, how you dish it, you have to take it. Like, I, I know Noah loves being funny, and he loves being comedic, and he always says he wants to be a comedian. But sometimes his jokes are mean, like, right? And then if someone says something back to him, it's like, oh, that was so mean. Their tone was so mean. It's like, you just said the same thing, like, five minutes ago. Like, también you have to be really careful and read the room read the room when you're just being playful and it's not serious and you're dishing it you better be able to take it that's kind of different but i think that's also a rite of passage growing up and kind of ragging on each other and all that good stuff do kids still do like clowning on each other and bagging do they still i do think that? they do okay because i remember when that came out oh my god that was like perfect when a living color came out you know it kind of like everyone was like in the scene of doing it but that was some mean stuff. Like he would talk about people's moms, you know, all this stuff. And I'm like, I wonder if kids do that still. Well, we finna find out. Um, but yeah, I think this wraps up that topic. Um, let's make sure that we talk to our kids. Make sure that if we are the ones that um, have our kids being bullied, you know, talk to them. You know, make sure we address how they're feeling, their needs, their wants, and also their just specifically their feelings. Because we don't want to have the kids that later on don't know how to handle those emotions when they're angry or they feel rage. It's good to talk to our kids. And if it were our kids are the ones being bullied, let's try to understand where that's coming from too. Are they not being accepted at school? It could be, it could come from anywhere. What are they watching? What do they feel? Is what's the dynamics with their siblings at home or with anyone they interact with? So um, let's make sure we keep an eye out for both because kids need a, need love. They need support. They need that feeling of safety and security. So when that's lacking, we're going to have some kids acting out in very different ways. So we want to thank you for joining us on this summer series, um, third short episode. We thank you all. And if there's any topics that come to mind that you would want us to discuss before we go off air and take a nice break and take balance and we set our boundaries with you guys, even though we love you, um, make sure to send them over. If you have any comments on our topic from today, feel free to send us your thoughts and your you know, you, what you, th uh, what you thought of the episode or what you thought or what this brought up for you. And you can always send that over onto our social media on Facebook or Instagram. Our handle is at level Latina. You can also send us an email at admin at level And if you want to just learn more about us, our, you know, book your assessment for a one-on-one -on -one coaching, join our guilt-free squad, our community. Um, even well, let's say you have a small business and you want to promote your business on our podcast, shoot on over to our website which is levelaplatina.com and you'll get all the info you need there. So we thank you again. And um, this will still be an episode a little closer to our event. So make sure you get your ticket for our Level La Platina three-year anniversary networking brunch. Come on over and enjoy some delicious grub, some drinks, some great energy. We're going to have some awesome um, giveaways. We're going to have some women on a panel. There's going to be very motivating and inspiring panel and we're going to have a chance to take some professional picks. So we have a lot of great things lined up for you. And if you think 40 bucks is too much for all of that, you're crazy. So please 
buy a ticket for you, buy a ticket for your homegirl, for your G's, everybody. Just come on over. Irene had mentioned in one of the other podcasts, bring your mans. If it's one or two, bring them. Que se conozcan, let them network. <laughs> but come and have a good time. By that point, I would have a number four already, so I'll be ready to have a drink with you as well. So thank you all. Thank you. And thank you. We'll see you soon. We'll see you at the next one.